Hello and welcome to Kung Fu Junto's special Ask CBJ episode. I'm host Octavius A. Newman, I'm the creator of Bear Fruit, and I'm here with my co-host Adam Jersey Shore Tetris. Oh, GTL, baby, Jim Tan Lawn. That's it. GTL. That's what it is. I'm not proud of it, but we are in close proximity to the Jersey Shore. Close, itself. close enough. And some close people, enough. Some people here, they call me the situation. Mm. Okay. So welcome to the Situation Room. Mm-hmm. Doesn't start with a J, but you know that's them. It's all good. That's them. Yeah. How you doing, Octavius A. Newman? I'm doing all right. I'm feeling good, and I'm feeling good about this new little little venture that we're doing. Agreed. We intentionally didn't say it out loud because we didn't know if it was really going to happen. Agreed. This will pro- you will probably probably be listening to this. You know what? I'm not going to say that either. <laughs> I'm keeping that to myself. You gonna hear it when you hear it. Here, here's the thing. If you're listening to this, it's too late. Yeah. If you if you listen to this, it already, you know, what, it already what is happen. it too late for? It's too late to apologize. Yeah, and we're sorry that we haven't gotten to this <laughs> for a long, 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 long time. But that's right. You heard it correctly, folks. This is the Ask CBJ episode, mini sode. Yeah, sure. Something sode. Uh-huh. We still figuring it out. We we went through great great lengths to try to figure out what the name of this episode would be. Yeah, because at the end, of, I, I thought it was really cool because at the end of comic books. Um, they always have like, the letters, the page. letters area, the column. So there's all these cool names, like at the end of Power Man and Iron Fist, it's Luke Letters and Danny Diatribes. That's right. And at the end of Vision, it says, "Behold, the Letters page." <laughs> I was like, "Man, we gotta come up with something really cool." Uh-huh. Like, it's like, what do we say? Like. Uh, I don't know, like mailbag. Don't nobody know what a mailbag is. No, nobody Mail- does that. We were no. talking about calling it the comic book Junto inbox. Yeah. And I was like, well, co- columns, letter columns, letter column book Junto. Nah, what am I, what am I going to call Man, that? We got to come up with something cool. Like, if only we created something. Yeah. If only we had X, then we could have then Y. We could have Y. Well, we did. A long time ago, episode one. I don't even know when the first time we, yeah. we suggested it, but it's Ask CBJ. Yeah. Hashtag Ask CBJ. We, we done did it. We did it already. There's no reason for us to reinvent the wheel. Right. But we tried to. Yes. And then <laughs> while we were sitting here getting ready to record, we're like, wait, we already came up with this. <laughs> yeah. Ask CBJ. is a hashtag. People actually use it. Yeah. We are actually pulling things from these places so that... People can, you know, we can use this for the content we're about to do right now. This so, entire episode is dedicated to talk back. We usually only have this as a segment in our normal show. We have so much stuff to go through. We have voicemails. We have tweets. We have emails. And we're and not going to get through all of it today. Not all of it today, but we, we thought we would do our diligence. Mm-hmm. We'd try to go back into the bag and pull some things out. Right. And dedicate a whole episode to you, the family the friends of the Junto. Friends of the Junto. And mm-hmm. listen, here's what we want. We want to talk to you. We say that we want to talk to you, and people do talk to us, and we want to make sure that we are faithful with responding to you. Mm-hmm. So before we get started, we want to tell you how to get in contact with us, because every podcast is somebody's first. Let's talk about ways to get in contact with us. First, on Twitter, I am at Octavius A. Newman. Adam? You can hit me up at Adam Teteris, A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E-R-U-S. The at on Twitter for the show, at Comic Book Junto. You can also send us emails, Comic Book Junto, that's J-U-N-T-O, at barefruit.com, B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com. You can send us tweets and ask us questions for these Ask CBJ shows and the Ask CBJ segment in future episodes using hashtag AskCBJ. Mm-hmm. You can also leave us a voicemail. Mm-hmm. number for the voicemail is 215-948-2742. So again, at Octavius A. Newman. At Adam Tedris, at Comic Book Junto, hashtag AskCBJ mm-hmm. to leave your questions. Comic Book Junto at barefruit.com to send us emails and to leave us voicemails, 215 948 2742. And if you don't want it on the show, say that out loud. Otherwise, it's fair game. That's right. All right. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to get into talking back to you guys. That's right. Yeah, we have. Picked. What do we have? One, two, three. I think we have five. Mm-hmm. We've we have chosen five from the archives. And look, internet. We get a lot of these jokes. If you if you sent us something in January, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're, we're, listen, this is our attempt to do right. You got to get it wrong the right way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What is, what is the phrase? You got to get it right the wrong wrong. No, you got to get it right. You got to get it wrong the right way. Get it wrong the right way. Six months later. Yeah. That's that's what's up. Yeah. So we, we have selected five 
different correspondences. And we apologize if yours is not one of these, but that does not mean we don't want to hear from you. Because, again, we want to do these more and more often. Mm -hmm. So, if you guys send us these things and we find out that you guys like this kind of thing, Mm -hmm. we'll do this more often. That's what's up. So, if you like to ask CBJ shows... We'll do them more, but let you got to let know. us know. You got to speak to us. You got to talk back to us. Let us know. So this is us doing our side of the uh, of the equation, you know, and we'll see what comes from, from here. So let's get into it. Okay. We're going to start with an email from Friend of the Junto. Friend of the Junto. Detroit Mail. All right. Okay. Here you ready? Go. I'm ready. All right. Here we go. He writes, hey, guys. So lately, I've been watching Chef Nights Out. Okay. On the Munchies YouTube channel. Yes. For the do you know what that is? Viceland. Oh, oh, word. Okay, mm-hmm. did not know what that was. Yeah. So the more you know, mm-hmm. I've already learned something. Detroit Mail. We thank didn't. Even, I didn't even get to the body of the email. Thank you for the five stars and the positive comment, and thank you for talking to us about munchies. Dang. Okay. Uh, for the sake of time, wait. Is that Viceland? I might be wrong. I anyway, know. I know no. what munchies is. The there is line. no way for anyone to check whether or not that is it, it's impossible to impossible know. it's not it's like i have a computer right in front of me to clarify why you're <laughs> okay so uh, detroit mail continues for the sake of time i won't go in detail but it's pretty self-explanatory it's definitely not viceland as it I is viceland as i was why see you got it it is i was right you gotta have faith i believe in yourself detroit mail yeah i believe in yourself it's about what you believe that's what's important octavius yeah it's not about it's not about deserve <laughs> It's, it's about, about what, you, what believe. you believe. Right. And I believe it's Viceland. As this this first of all, I'm just gonna interrupt you again. This show <laughs> is going amazing. This is great. Well, this is, this is what the people want. Detroit Mel for some reason wrote in an email. He just he this was a prophecy. He said, Please stop interrupting me. That's really wild. I couldn't believe this. Wow. Yeah, he saw it coming. Is he involved with the speed force in it? <laughs> yeah, he was on a cosmic treadmill. Uh, he knew this was gonna happen. Like, I know these jokers gonna talk through my whole email. He continues, he says, As I was watching an episode, I thought about what places you guys go in your neck of the woods. Mm. In case someone from the Junto came to Philly. Aha. Uh-huh. Where do you go to eat with friends, family, and significant other? Okay. Thank you, Detroit Mill. Okay. Uh, where, where do you go to eat? Not freestyling here. <laughs> I'm going to break it up into a couple <laughs> of different ways to look at it. Okay. Breakfast slash brunch. Uh-huh. Lunch. Dinner. Mm-hmm. Dessert snack. Uh, okay. Each is a different place? I'm, I'm just going. I'm all right, going. all right, all right. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so when I, when I think breakfast slash brunch... I think green eggs. Which one? The one on the one in North Liberties on okay. Second Street. Green eggs is a breakfast place here in Philadelphia. You must know this if you are outside of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Green eggs is a breakfast place. Crazy lines for brunch. Yes, I think three locations in the city, mm-hmm. and these fools will serve you a cereal waffle or like a red velvet pancake. Yeah, or. Uh, they they have something called the kitchen sink. Yep, and it's just Got eggs and grits a, a, and all a cast that. iron skillet you filled with your, everything. You that are going to burn yourself in a cast iron skillet. If you touch it, I will not wait in that line though. What are you talking about? Oh, you have to wait, wait in that line. line. No, have you eaten there? Yes. Did you wait in the line to get in? I there? got a tummy ache. Did you I wait will. in the line to get in there? Maybe. Yes, you did. We'll never do it again. Well, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> that's where I take people uh, this, to Green Eggs. Green Eggs. Okay. Sabrina's is another one. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you you're doing all the long line spots. That's the bourgeois place to go. Oh, I, I don't know. Man, I might sit over here and talk about, you know, comic books. When it comes down to eating, ain't nobody playing around in the Newman household. Okay. We don't play. Okay. You know? So that's your breakfast. What do you got? Uh my breakfast spot is actually here in Old City, where mm-hmm. we are right now. It's called Kyber Pass Pub. That is now that you know what? That's a good spot. Yeah. It's a Ky- good spot. Kyber Pass has uh, some of my favorite chicken waffles. I barbecue love chicken and waffles. Yeah, it's all very like uh, uh, what is it? Louisiana um, mm-hmm. uh, fair. So you have a. It's just the the food there is unbelievable. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Great place for for uh, breakfast, brunch, that stuff. Mm-hmm. What else you got? You got lunch. All right, lunch. Subway. No sir. <laughs> Let's say we're gonna go get a burger. Arby's. So there's a couple. No sir. Okay. Couple ways to go. We got Sketch Burger. Okay, yeah. All right. We also got Spot Burger. Yeah. If you want pizza, got Pizza Brain mm-hmm. slash Pizza Dads. Pizza Dads? Yes. I don't pizza know. Pizza Dads Ooh. is... Whoa. The same people who made Pizza Brain made Pizza Dads in Brewery Town. Oh, what? Yes. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. 
So if you want pizza, we got Pizza Brain Pizza Dads. You know, I got into a Twitter beef with Pizza Brain once. For what? They posted something that I thought was weird on their Instagram, mm-hmm. and I hit them up on Twitter, and I was you like... You're policing the internet again? No, I just thought it was weird, Is that man. your sector? Are you no, a Green it, Look, it's not my <laughs> jurisdiction, okay? I'm not a cyber police, but I, I, I responded to this tweet, and I was like, man, that's kind of weird. What is this? And uh, they responded to me with a gif of someone being punched in the face. Oh. And I was like... <laughs> Oh, okay. Pizza brain, why? <laughs> You're like, my word. <laughs> I did. In fact, clutch my pearls. My word. I did. Yeah. Um, Great pizza, though. Yes. <laughs> now, uh, now, I'm going to tell you another one. Pizzeria Badia. Yeah. Now, okay. We talk about lines. Legendary. Amazing pizza, but you're going to be there for a few hours. That's right. Pizzeria Badia is the kind of place where you order a pizza and it could be hours out before you can but pick it, up that it, pizza. It's, it's good. It is It is good. It is really good. Uh, that that place is nuts. So I'm going to, I'll join you with Pizzeria Badia. That's unbelievable. Did I say anything? You. What are you going to say? I love, love, love Pizzeria Badia. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the kind of place that I would, that's like treat yourself kind of situation. Yes. And you need yes. to be ready for it. You got to mm-hmm. plan for it. Uh, my favorite Mexican food in Philadelphia, and this is a good lunch spot. It's a place way down South Philly, 10th and Wolf, called Los Gallos. Mm. Los Gallos is a BYOB. You can bring beer or, you know, whatever to the restaurant itself. Yeah. Or you can order out. Usually I have it delivered to my place. By far, hands down, best tacos out pastor in the land. Where is it called? Los Gallos. Okay. G-A-L-L-O-S. I'm down for a good taco. Los Gallos is unbelievable. I usually go to Union Taco. You, oh, okay. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Philadelphia's city of neighborhoods. You go to whatever's in your neighborhood for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I will not travel to West Philadelphia for lunch. It's just not a thing that is. Happening. I will travel there because see, I'm I'm about food. Mm-hmm. I would love to go on a trip, and just plan the trip around food. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, like where do we want to eat? It's in Japan. Okay, <laughs> we're going to Japan, <laughs> and we're going to have an experience, and we're going to see the culture and all that. I hope you're and, not hungry because it's going to take a while to get there. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, oh man, have you heard about this amazing location here? Mm-hmm. Well, it's in Brussels. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the greatest meals I've ever had in my entire life was in a restaurant in Cape Town, South Africa, and it was in a restaurant called Test Kitchen. It's in the like top 50 restaurants in the world. Wow. And it's the sort of thing where you have to make reservations months ahead. Friend of a friend is a chef, mm-hmm. knows all the people, knows how to get it hooked up. Went to Test Kitchen. It was, I mean, it's unfair to eat food like that and then to go back to where I'm from. Right. It's just not the same. Not the same. Dinner. Dinner. Huh. Dinner. Hmm. See, there's a couple ways that I can go hmm. dinner. Hmm. Hmm. Where do you go? Now, if I like bougie, mm-hmm. Fogo de Chao. Oh, okay. Fogo de Chao Brazil- is a uh, Brazilian, Brazilian steakhouse. steakhouse. Let's let's go you ahead. Get the and green do it. card and uh, always green always green. Mm-hmm. Not always mm-hmm. until you can't breathe anymore. That's right. Fogo de Chao is the kind of place where you need to take a nap yeah. afterward. Like, now, you need to have no plans after that. Now you also just might want a cheesesteak. Because sure. we got to talk about this in Philadelphia. Yeah. Cheesesteak, Max's. The same place that Adonis went in Creed. Mm-hmm. It's in the hood, though. What is a John? Tell me what is a John. You got a John? Yeah. Yeah, the whole uh, uh, Philly experience. But yeah, you're right. It's not mm-hmm. a part of Philly that a lot of people get to. And a lot of people have their cheesesteaks at Pat's or Gino's. Nope. And nope. that is wrong! Don't do that. It's inappropriate. Nah. Bad conduct. Ishka Bibble's on South Street if you don't want to go in the hood and get and put yourself in harm's Or way. Sonny's. Sonny's right here across the street in Old City. I disagree. Ain't nobody goes to Sonny's, and I think it's a fine cheesesteak. No. So, cheese- somebody right, somebody wrong, and I ain't wrong. That is the adage. You can't argue, though. <laughs> you can't argue with Somebody that. right, somebody wrong. That is true. Uh, one of my favorite places to go for dinner is a little place on Pashunk Ave. It's called Stateside. I really like Stateside. Okay. Uh, they have... Gosh, the pork belly. They have a great pork belly dish. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also really like, man, what is the name of this place? It's in Center City. It's on like 18th, and they have this uh, chicken and duck parfait. What? That's right. Like parfait, like yogurt? Parfait. It's like a mousse. Okay. But it's meat. I don't know how I feel about it, but it's I'm willing to try dandelion. it. dandelion. I'm willing to try it. Dandelion. My last meal consists of this parfait. If you already planned your death out is what you're trying to tell me. 
If it were, how to do you be, know when it's coming? If it were to be, if I had the choice, you if keep I had the choice in the to speed make, force and stuff. Well, look, if if I was if I was going too fast on the speed force, mm-hmm. if I was, you couldn't about stop. To, and you that, knew it was going to end. <laughs> Go to Danny Lyons and get me that chicken. And let me chicken get that yogurt. parfait real quick. Yo, bring me that chicken and steak yogurt. If that I knew, disgusting. <laughs> no, well, hold up. How you going to tell this man? Hold up. Don't you go tell him to eat chicken and steak yogurt? No, you can't call it chicken and steak yogurt. Is it yogurt? No. <laughs> okay, what is it? Chicken and steak ice cream? <laughs> what, what do you want to call You're it? You're making it sound nasty now. Well, I, would, I said I'd try it, but it still sounds like chicken yogurt. It's, a, it's served on a brioche. Okay, so they put just, chicken yogurt on some bread. these tiny little pickles. It's unbelievable. Wait a minute. You got chicken yogurt. <laughs> on a piece of bread with some pickles on it. You try to tell me okay. that that doesn't sound funny. I again, I'm willing to try it, but you can't tell me it doesn't sound weird. Sure, it sounds weird. I don't know why I ordered it in the first place. Someone recommended it to me, but years ago I had it for the first time, and my my life changed, mm-hmm. flashed before my eyes. Right, I went to the other side. Mm. I was a secret agent. I was drowning in a bathtub. <laughs> I became the president. Wow, the entire season of The Leftovers happened. All and in let me tell moment. you what. All in one bite. No leftovers <laughs> of the parfait. I ah. don't leave any of that okay. for the next day. It, right. It's, it's the best. That's a place Is there called... a certain key that you have to insert in order to get the leftovers? <laughs> yeah. To, to, that, to get the, right. chicken, the chicken yogurt. I had to cut it out of my twin's heart. <laughs> that shit was crazy. But it was worth it. There it is. It was worth it. Real quick dessert, Philly flavors. Oh, Philly flavors. Water over. ice. Yeah. Um, you know, also, if you want to go ice cream, Franklin Fountain. What's uh, uh, Char- uh, Sweet Charlie's? Sweet Charlie's I don't really understand right now. That's the rolled up joints, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The, the rolled up ice cream? Yeah. I don't know how to wrap my mind around that. It's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. I mean, I just... You could also go to Reading Terminal, go to Bellas, and go and get these donuts. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Some of those, too. Yeah. Or Federal Donuts has amazing donuts. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, honestly, Philly flavors. I like Philly flavors because they are just... They have no shame. They will put whatever flavors together. Is- give me give me a mixture of every ice cream you have back there and some Fritos. Just stuff it in a football and throw it at my head. That is that is water ice internet. Look that up if you don't if you're not from Philadelphia. You they have great is. water ice. Mm-hmm. Great water ice. Philly flavors is awesome. So that's that's our recommendations from uh Detroit Mel is listening to this Power right Man, now. Uh, Iron Fist and he's thinking none of this helped me. Would, uh, it would help me. <laughs> if I'm going somewhere you're like, "All right, Philly flavors, um chicken yogurt on yeah. some bread with some pickles. Mm-hmm. Um so, uh, bougie Brazilian steakhouse. Uh-huh. Tacos from around the way. Uh cheese steak in the hood mm-hmm. and um yeah, some rolled up ice cream." Here's the truth though. If you come to Philadelphia and you eat at Franchise places, chains, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at Subway, don't do at that. McDonald's. Yeah, you're you're messing up. Philadelphia yeah. is an amazing food town, an amazing food town. And I'm just pulling out what I know. There's places that I miss. I oh mean, yeah, yeah. I like Spot Burger. I like Sketch Burger. But there might be a burger place. I mean, there's this Korean and Jamaican restaurant in Manhattan that just yeah, Korean and Jamaican restaurant in Manhattan just opened up. I haven't been to yet. Could be the huh. best thing ever. Sure. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, sure. Well, we got four more questions. We just spent how, how much time on Detroit Mills cracking jokes, talking through his questions? It was like a cool 15 minutes or All something. All right, cool. Like that. Yeah, we'll, we we'll be done in uh, two hours. Detroit Mill, thank you for the question. We appreciate it. Thank no, you for the five hungry. stars. I don't know why we did that. For and the, the positive one. comment. And I actually am pretty hungry. Yeah, thank you for the, uh, the Michelin stars, in fact. We appreciate that. Yeah. All right, so next one, we're going to get into a voicemail from a friend of the Junto. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go ahead and play this, and then we're going to talk back to it. All right, here we go. Hey, this is Ken Suarez calling in the comic book Junto. Big fan of you guys. I can add them. A-Tet, what it do? Uh, I don't know where that came from. I'm not from the South. So, uh, just got a hip-hop question for you guys uh, for the SCBJ thing. Uh, question, why is it that the radio does not play artists such as Talib Kweli, Nas, Most Def, and other artists that are mainly universally uh, recognized as dope hip-hop artists, but the radio doesn't play them, hip-hop radio in particular. Uh, This is not a slight against, quote-unquote, mumble rappers. They have their place in hip-hop as well, but there just seems to be an imbalance of the the guys who we consider top MCs and just, you know, kind of poppy music. Uh, Well, that's my question, guys. Uh, You guys do a great job with the show. Enjoy your day. And uh, have a good one. Peace.
A-Tet, what it do? I don't know what it do. What year is this? Honestly, I'm not. I really what appreciate it. What year is Ken? Simba, Simba Sparks, King of the South. Appreciate <laughs> you, Circle of Life, man. Uh, man, what are we What are we talking about here? Why do we play pop music and we don't play uh, Talib? Why, well, why, do well, first, we, why don't... Right, first of all, Ken. What's happening? What do you even talk about? <laughs> what do you talk about? Well, no, I can see. No, I, I understand. He said most deaf Talib Kweli. Ain't nobody play. When's the last time either one of them had albums out? Huh? Any, can anybody explain? Internet, talk back to me. Let me know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, well, look, I think the point he's getting at is that the radio does play a lot of, you know, a lot of the same songs over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you listen to iHeartRadio, if you listen to Power One, in the morning I listen to The Breakfast Club mm-hmm. as I'm getting ready, as I come back from the gym, getting ready to go out. And you're going to hear Drake. You're going to hear something from DJ Khaled. Of course. You're going to hear like the same songs over and over and over again. But there is a lot more music out there mm-hmm. than what you hear on the radio. And I think that that speaks to the fact that in a lot of ways, people don't go to the radio for music. Not anymore. I, I don't that's have a car. That's not where I go to find music. No, that's not where I'm listening to music. It's not where I discover music anymore. I, I have a Spotify subscription, and I listen to streaming music. I listen to a lot of playlists but you know even then i have to subscribe to a number of different playlists so i can discover new stuff one of the things i do like about spotify and it is something that i I did like about apple music is the discover playlists and they send you some new stuff that you can sink your teeth into look the reason they play that on the radio twofold one money two because it's easy because it's easy music it's easy to listen to but I wonder if there's a deeper question here, and is the deeper question, why is Lil Yachty popular, but we're not listening to Tribe's new album on? Yeah, I mean, I think that that, is, that does have a lot to do with it, because one, like, I, like, like, like we say, but like I, I've said, like Adam said, I really think that radio is outdated. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't listen to Power 105 which is a New York station for the music. Mm-hmm. When the music comes on, when the commercials come on, I'm annoyed. <laughs> like I want. Let's get back to. D- Good morning, everybody. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. That's that's what I want to hear. Yeah, I want to hear the conversation. I want to know what Charlamagne is going to say. I want to hear front page news. I want to hear the rumor report. I want to hear shoot your shot. Mm-hmm. I want to hear tell them why you mad. Like I, I want to hear all of that. It's kind of similar to like podcasting. Mm-hmm. I want the interaction between DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlamagne the God. That's mm-hmm. what I want. Sure. The music. I can find my own music. I can go on SoundCloud. I can, you know, go on Twitter. I can go everywhere else. So, you know, why does the radio play the music that it plays? Like Adam said, it's easy and it's a high percentage move. And when I say a high percentage move, I'm talking about like you can either throw a right cross at someone's chin or you can do a spinning heel kick and hope to hit them. Hold on. Hold on. Every time I turn on the radio, I got to block my face? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, when I say a high percentage, mask off, right, right. When I say a high percentage move, you just something that has a high percentage of hitting. There's not a lot of risk. Sure. And when you play Drake, it's a high percentage play. It's Even not- people who hate Drake, watch their leg, watch the way that yeah. their neck moves. Yeah. Even somebody, man, I hate this song. Moments from now, you know that he will be bopping to it. Like yeah. it, it's just the way that it works because we're programmed to recognize. The rhythm. Because it's melodic. I mean, yeah. uh, I, Future has... By the way, I love Drake. Thank you, Aubrey. Thank you for the five stars. And the positive comment. Appreciate you. And Future has admittedly said, yes, I intentionally go find nursery rhyme melodies. Yeah. And I put them in... The, it, this, I am not hiding it. I am using nursery rhymes. Mel, the melodies from nursery rhymes. Oh, and shush, I'm shush, dressing shush. them little, up. Hey, little Zuri. Hey, shush. Go to sleep, honey. Let me just, (laughs) hold on. Let me just crack open this book and put you to sleep. Percocet. Molly Percocet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Rep the set. Gotta rep the set. (laughs) So just in case anybody needs a new venture now, anybody needs a new venture now, we got Migos reading uh, Llama Llama Red Pajama. Llama, Llama. And we get uh, Future Nursery Rhymes. Yeah. At this, yeah. <laughs> that's what's up. But music is different, man. Like music is different, and I see a lot of old heads getting upset. I see a lot of people getting frustrated because this isn't Joe real hip hop. 
You can't tell me that you are happy at all times. You might know about this, but I know about humans. Humans can't be anything at all times. You can't sit here and lie to me and tell me that you are constantly happy. Happiness ain't hip-hop. That's not how it goes. Joe Budden. I'm a, look, I'm a fan of Joe Budden, though. I like Joe Budden. <laughs> Joe Budden is great. He's great. He's awesome. I listened to formerly uh, the podcast formerly known as, I'll name this podcast later now, called the Joe Budden Podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. Joe Budden, Joe, with that, with that interview, if you're not familiar with the, the what is it, DJ Academics? It is called Everyday Struggle. Um, it's hosted by Joe Button, DJ Academics, and D- Nadeska. It's on Complex. That's so right. Complex News. And they had um, Lil Yachty come on the show. Lil Boat. Yeah. Lil Boat. And uh, it, was, it was a lively conversation. Indeed. And Joe Buttons, uh, uh, I would say. Are you saying Buttons? No, no, not Buttons. Oh, okay. Joe Button, I would say, uh-huh. uh, uh, put himself in a position that I, I, I think is now old man Logan of the game. Wow. He, he's he's old man. He's Logan. Yeah, you know what? Because like, come you on. You know what? Come on. It, I I see where you're going. I see what you're doing. <laughs> so I mean, he is old, pissed off. Yes. You know, super talented rapper dude. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And it's hard when you are. I mean, you may or may not know Joe Budden. You may you pump 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 it up. That may be the only song you know. But dude is he got bars. He's a talented rapper. Very. But. He's not who people are checking for right now. The fact that Kendrick Lamar is as popular as he is, rapping the way he does, like on the Mask Off remix, he goes, how you let uh, me go pop doing just conscious albums? Yeah. Which, which is like a real thing to say. Like, yeah. you'll hear Kendrick Lamar on the radio before you're going to hear most deaf and Talib Kweli, mostly because they're really old. Sure. You know what I mean? And they haven't put out relevant music in a long time. Sure. But you're going to hear Playboy Cardi. You're going to hear... Um, People Mumble playing, rap, right? Well, I mean that, like future amigos, Yachty. Well, so I mean, I guess this amigos is part of are it too. actually really good at rapping. Yeah, well, yeah, yes, but I, you I know guess what I'm saying like the, the question would be them dudes that, spit. This is this is probably a question for people who listen to this show and aren't entirely sure what the hell is mumble rap. Okay, yeah, go ahead. And I think. There's some confusion over what it is. I feel like it gets applied to a number of things, mm-hmm. but largely it's the more pop-influenced, none of this really makes any sense, but it's fun to listen to, kind of incoherent, bouncy, pop-influenced hip-hop. I heard, I, heard, I heard Styles P from The Locks, and it's funny that both of those things, to a lot of people, they're going to go, what? Sure. But Bad Boy, Puff, Diddy, who's dating Cassie. I'm trying to connect the dots. <laughs> Biggie Smalls was on Bad Boy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not going to go. Mace was on Bad Boy. Mm-hmm. Well, the locks at a certain point were on Bad Boy, and there was a three-man group, Sheik Luke, Styles P, and Jadakiss. And Styles P was on a podcast, and he was talking about how he was talking to his son. And he, was, he said his son told him that back in your day, Dad, music was rocking side to side, mm-hmm. side to side. Like you would just be rocking and someone spitting bars. He goes, now my generation is this bounce, 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 up and down. So the music, it's more of a vibe than it is lyrical. Mm-hmm. So it's how it feels. Mm-hmm. It's like it's, it's, it's so music has turned into a whole new thing it's Mm -hmm. not the same thing that it was so when you say hip-hop the reality of it is it's like well what exactly is that because hip-hop isn't the same like it was when any of us first heard it sure so and a lot of times i know ken was like i'm not trying to disrespect mumble rap and i think that that terminology in general is like a slight to those people and their style of music but you know there's value to it Styles P released an album not very long ago. I think it was the same day Damn came out. Styles, Styles? Styles P and Talib came out with The Seven. Oh. And that was a, 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 an album with seven tracks. And I believe, I, I could be wrong about this, modeled after The Seven Deadly Sins. Hmm. But The Seven is a great album. Okay. You will never hear this on the radio, though. And that's And you know what? And the dope thing is, to kind of like tie this question up, I don't think it matters. It no longer matters. The, the radio, in a lot of ways, is irrelevant. That's even, not how things get sold anymore. Even for talk, like talk shows, you don't need to be on TV. You don't need to be on radio. You can just have an internet connection, mm-hmm. like we are doing right now. Mm-hmm. We are basically doing the same thing that DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlamagne the God are doing 
because we have access to the internet and microphones. We're just not as popular, not as big. You know, we need you guys to give us five stars and a positive comment so we can get there. <laughs> but, you know, we don't, we're not as reliant on the radio anymore. That's why so many artists are independent now. They're not as reliant on record companies because they're not as reliant on record sales. They're more reliant on plays and streams and touring. Like, just the whole music industry is changing. So I think... That's why, because I think the radio is a is a dying industry, which is eventually going to become less and less and less and less relevant because we don't rely. I mean, this might be a deep cut, but you know how I used to get songs? Mm. I would have a tape deck, Google it if you don't know what it is, mm. with a blank tape on it, and I would sit and listen to the radio and wait for what the sound of what the song I wanted. And then I would hurry and quickly hit record mm-hmm. to record that song from the radio onto a tape. Yeah, I used that's, to do that. That's how I, we were dependent on the radio to play what we wanted. You know, I used to tape music videos off of the television. Yeah. And then I would just sit and wait for the music video that I wanted to see to come on TV and then tape it so that I could have it for whenever I wanted. Do you ever have that episode or, or that channel, The Box? Yeah. yeah. I would wait for someone oh, to pay man. for the video I wanted to uh-huh. see. Now I can literally interrupt this podcast and call up any song from Playboy Cardi to Elvis. I'm pretty sure I ordered Gravel Pit on The Box. Wow. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I ordered Gravel Pit. On the box, Wu Tang, not their best offering, but I, think, <laughs> I had yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. love for that music video, though. But yeah, that, I, I would say that's the bottom line. Yeah, radio is not really the same presence it used to be. Right. All right. What we got next? Oh, uh, we got an email again. Friend of the Junto, Adam Dedick. Shout out to you, Adam Dedick. All right. He writes first. Hashtag Stay Black. I'm assuming <laughs> I'm assuming this has to do with the congregation. I would assume so. Un- unclear. Because Adam Dedick is not black. <laughs> so. he, well, he got every shade of the emoji fist right. included in this email. So that's probably what he means. He probably means that we all need to stay black when it comes to these trailers. <laughs> right. So I'm just going to choose to interpret it that way. <laughs> that's right. Assume positive intent. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, in terms of Star Wars, there's a reason why they number. Now, hold on, I'm not even going to go ahead and read what it say on the on the email. Now, a- Adam, go ahead and read it. In terms of Star this Wars, this ain't about what you want. It's about what he wants to say to the world. They, they number them. They are meant to be watched in order. Uh huh. In parentheses, no matter the feelings about them, good or bad. Right. So Rogue One will forever be after three. Okay. And before four. All right. Now look, now see, you, this is wrong. <laughs> Some, look, somebody right, somebody right. is somebody wrong. Oh, somebody wrong. Third, the real question. My wife and I recently took in our nephew. He is five years old. He is also a child of color, and I've been introducing him to Miles, T'Challa, Riri, etc. I know none of you have kids, but as Adam has said, he wants tons. Did I, I don't remember saying that. Did I say that? Apparently. <laughs> Uh-oh, fan of the... <laughs> <laughs> and Ak, I know you want to. You got Zuri coming. Yeah. But for the sake of good discussion, what would you start your kids, or kids in general, uh, in terms of comics? He can read. I, I assume this is his nephew. He can read not that well, so Black Panther is on the back burner for 10 to 20 years. <laughs> I'm almost 30, Adam writes, and have to read it three times. Yeah, me too, Adam. Right. But what would you suggest for kids that are also interested in comics? P.S. Hashtag Trump voice is hilarious and go. First of all, okay, Adam. <laughs> you see what you did? Number one thing is, okay, shouldn't be reading a whole lot of comic books anyway. You summon your time. Them. All right, okay, because I personally, mm-hmm. I do read comics, yeah, but I only read things in the funny pages. Sure, okay, because uh, I like to keep things focused. Uh, the way I like to have my information brought to me, yeah, I like larger graphics, uh-huh. killer, killer graphics, okay, <laughs> yeah. and blurbs, okay, right? Because I've got, I've got, I've got a whole country to run. Okay, there's a lot of things uh, going you're on. So a lot bad of things at happening. That. <laughs> okay, don't question me, all right? Because, in fact, I do have the 45 on Oh, don't yeah, all right. Let me just, me. I just wanted to your check. Your life ever again. Okay, okay. yeah. Got right. you. I'm out of here. I got to go. Melania. Don't you uh, have an NSA leak to Melania, take care hold of? My hand. Melania, don't make me. I, I'm, going down, I'm going down the stairs, Melania. <laughs> hold my hand. Don't, don't do me like this. <laughs> China. <laughs> China. Billions and billions. Adam Dedick, you, you cannot say, you, can't, you cannot even say 45's name without bringing him into this room. Somebody call 45. Damn! 
you. Say my name three get times. Out of I here. will arrive. Just get out of here. All right, I'm, I'm out this piece. Remember what? Uh, what do you have? Uh, suggestions for comics to introduce to kids? Well, <clears throat> I think this is all. This is this this. This is all new to me mm-hmm. because yeah. you know no we're this is practice. It's for something you. to think about. So Talking about practice, practice. One of the things that I think is cool is they have they, they from what I'm reading, it's important to to read to your kids in the womb. It's important to read to your kids when they're young, even though they don't know how to understand everything that you're saying. Sure. So I think one of the one of the Octavius, ways Octavius, I don't understand everything that you say. Hey. You know, that starts somewhere. <laughs> I think it's important to be able to gauge your kids' interest. What are they interested in? Yes. One of the things that I'm thinking through and processing right now is this is my, my children are going to be their own individual people. You know, so I think part of what my responsibility is to do is to introduce them to things. One of the big things that I want for my family and I want for my kids in the future is to be able to have choice. Sure. And that's one of the things that my mother did for me in a lot of ways was expose me to things. She didn't necessarily do this, do that. She exposed me to stuff. She exposed me. So my, my uncles and grandfather were playing chess, so I was exposed to chess. I wanted to do martial arts, so she tried to find a way to expose me to martial arts. You know, Now, there were things, some things I was exposed to that I shouldn't have been exposed to, mm-hmm. but what I want to do is I want to be able to, with, with my daughter coming, I want to be able to go out of my way to intentionally show her people who represent her. Mm-hmm. And that's the big overarching way I look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, And I want to be able to expose her to things and then start being able to pay attention to how, does she light up to this? Does she kind of go, uh, I'm not really into that. Like right now I have nieces and a nephew. I have nieces and nephews. Sure. So my one niece, well, I said something about Karate Kid. And she says, oh, Karate Kid, is that the movie with the boy with the braids? And I said, no, well, I that mean- is not the movie. <laughs> and then I went on to explain, like, I went on to explain what the real Karate Kid was, like the first one. And I saw her eyes kind of glaze over, like, I don't care. And it's like, okay. Like, I had, to, I had to, like, click with what matters to me about Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. And the original Ralph Macchio, she doesn't care. Mm-hmm. She hears Karate Kid, she thinks Jaden Smith. She's is that Karate Kid? Is that the movie with the kid in an all white Batman suit? Yeah, right. that's the one. Right, Jaden Smith. You know, but but that's an example of like, oh, okay, I gotta I gotta stay tuned in to what they are into. Now my yeah. now my nephew, I say Batman, he's ready to fight, he's ready to punch and kick and like run around. So I think that's one of the things. Um, is use your own judgment because you know you and your wife know this kid more than any of us do. But just some ideas. I think Miles Morales is great. I think Black Panther is great. I think Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is great. I think Iron Heart is great. Um, I think cartoons are great. I think cartoons are a great way to get started. I remember when I was young, Ninja Turtles and G.I. Joe and Transformers and He-Man and you know, all of that stuff was where I first got started consuming this this media and content before I started reading it. Mm-hmm. But with intentionality, like I'm gonna go out of my way to find examples of people of color to start indoctrinating my child, but within the culture and the things that I'm interested in. Yeah. Yeah. You I know? but that's my intention. My intention is representation. I want her to see people who look like her. That makes me go makes her go, Oh, I can see me. In this character. Yeah. And that's what my goal is. Yeah. And it's, you know, I I feel like this question is one part, what is a good comic for kids? And one part, maybe more prominently, how do you start their journey? And those aren't necessarily the same. Like, I recognize that my niece and my nephew are not old enough for comics in general. Right. They are, regardless of their age, always going to be old enough to be exposed to the things that I want them to grow with. So I want them to see Riri Mm -hmm. and grow up with seeing Riri. I bought... uh, Riri Williams, who is Ironheart, for those of you who That's right. 
Uh, I, I bought a toy set for my nephew. He likes superheroes. I know he likes Spider-Man because Spider-Man is everywhere. And this is what it's all about, right? It's it's the ubiquity of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Turn around, Spider-Man backpack. Look on TV, Spider-Man the show. Go to the movie, Spider-Man the movie. Lunchbox, Spider-Man. T-shirt, Spider-Man. And if you think about it, that's how most of us got in. Because that's why they talk about, well... Justice League got canceled. Why? Because it didn't sell enough toys. Word. Yeah. Because that's that's what the kids are responding to. So that's that's cool. That's cool. What I did is I bought a, a play set of action figures, Marvel action figures, for my nephew, and it included the Falcon. It has Sam in there. It had Black Panther in there. Mm-hmm. You know, it had characters that I want him to grow up with. Yes. Because I think about when I was a kid and what was influential to me, I would just be exposed to something and just attached to it. Yeah. Right? And not really think a whole lot about why. It's nah. just, it's around me and I've seen it. For better or for worse. Yeah. You yeah, know? Exactly. I had no business watching RoboCop at that young. Yeah. Oh, but man. Yeah. I saw it. Same. I, I mean, that was, that was the same way I was with... You remember the movie Congo? No. Uh, with the talking gorilla rated R movie. With the woman? With like the the yeah. woman who's like speaking to the... Yeah. yeah, and they teach the gorilla, Amy, no, bad, yeah, 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 bad, yeah, yeah. gorilla. Yeah, I, I watched the movie Congo when I was way too young. And that, I was just scared of gorillas for a long time. When am I ever going to come up against a gorilla? Harambe? Gorilla Grodd. Uh, gorilla Grodd? I yeah. love Gorilla Grodd. But I... Uh, I know that when you were young, you were impressionable, and, and you keep things with you. So having the sight, the visibility, mm-hmm. just the presence mm-hmm. of superheroes uh, who are people of color, of women. I'm giving a Wonder Woman toy to my nephew. You better believe it, because I want him to know, like, this is what a superhero looks like. Mm-hmm. You turn around, you have no hard time finding Spider-Man. But I don't want you to strive or struggle to find other representation. Yeah. You know? So part of part of what I had a conversation with my wife about is, you know, baby shower. Please ask people at the baby shower to bring media of people of color. Yeah, go out of your way to ask that question because because it's not the standard. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to just oh I'm going to go buy a toy doll book. Please go out of your way to buy things that include people of color. That's right. Because if you don't say it. It's not going to be readily available. You're going to have to dig a little bit and look for it. That's right. So, I mean, it's tough. There is uh, also a list online on the website, Mental Floss, 10 Great Kids Comics for Early Readers, and I, I recommend you check that one out, too. One of those is Tiny Titans, which is the kids' version of the Teen Titans, and it's really dope. Yeah. So, you know, start them early. Start them young. That's that. All right. On to uh, another voicemail. Here we go. Friend of the Junto. Let's get it. Hey, Doc Ock and Adam Jensen. Uh, what's up, guys? Uh, my name is David. Uh, long-time listener to the podcast. <laughs> uh, I just want to say really quick, um, I'm loving the podcast. Uh, I think each podcast you guys have been developing uh, your own uh like point of views and personalities, you know, I, I'm definitely seeing, uh, um, you know, you know, um, Octavius and Adam, you guys, like, you know, I love the different point of views. There's, there's never like, I agree, I agree, I agree. There's always like, uh, hmm, that's interesting. Tell me more. Or actually, I don't jive with that. So, uh, I definitely love that, you know, perfect foil. Uh, guys, I hope you're loving the Funko Pops. It was me. <laughs> Uh, definitely I saw an opportunity when I was in, uh, in, uh, Philly and, you know, I definitely had to, you know, show some love to the podcast. Uh, really quick, uh, movie reviews. I picked four, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I'm giving it a B plus. Uh, Logan, I'm actually going to give that an A. I, I love the movie and I watched it again. I watched it noir, in noir and I watched it, you know, again, you know, just in the regular. It's, it's really good. Uh, I, I loved it. Uh, BVS, uh, I'm an outlier with this one. I'm going to give it a B plus. Uh, you know, I actually, I'm sorry, Adam, <laughs> and, and maybe I, I forgot what was your stance on this movie, but I really loved it. On second note, uh, I'm giving it a B plus with the director's cut. Uh, and I know I'm an outlier in that community. <laughs> uh, the last movie I'm going to mention is Suicide Squad. I'm going to give that a C. It was a, you know, average uh, movie. I did like, you know, seeing Batman in that universe and seeing the, the Suicide Squad, you know, fight or do something. But I didn't, you know, that, that third act uh, kind of sucked. And the Joker, uh, 
it wasn't executed well. I there was potential. I I I could give you know Jared Leto that, but it wasn't executed. Actually, you know what? C minus. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop down a C minus. Um, but other than that, you know, guys, thank you so much. You know, I can't wait until you guys hit a hundred. You know, hundred stacks. You know, triple triple X possible uh, podcast title. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I'll leave with this. Uh, I've been recommending this comic book series, Steve Lieber. Uh, these guys are great. Uh, it's about uh, two crooked cops who are trying to make money, and they're just doing some shady uh, stuff. And it's re- it's been really funny. I've been recommending it to my friends and the, and the Instagram page that I have dedicated to comics, and it's been receiving uh, nothing but LOLs and dude, that's awesome. So guys, uh, if you haven't been reading it, I recommend it. Uh, guys, take care and keep hope alive. All right, friend of Junto, David. Hundred stacks. Hundred stacks. Hey, look, David. I love your voicemail. I appreciate you. I appreciate I you. I appreciate you. You're smart. You're loyal. He is. But you're wrong about BVS. That was a horrible movie. That was a terrible movie. I don't, know, that was if terrible movie. I don't movie. know if he's wrong. I, look, the first time I ever listened to this voicemail, as soon as he says, BVS, I know I'm an outlier. I'm going to give that one a B. B plus, I was shaking my head, and then of course you got to come in with the Adam. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> so you know, okay, look, you, know, you you saw it coming though. You saw it coming, but I, I mostly agree. Well, I, I mostly agree with the movie reviews. Mm-hmm. Although I'm saying Suicide Squad, that's a that's a D, man. That's a Suicide D. Squad is rough. That's a rough film. Yeah. I got a beef. Yeah, yeah. So I I I'm. You know, I'm playing around with this letter grade thing. I was thinking today, mm-hmm. like, so in my mind, I'm like, okay, Alien Covenant, B, got you. Okay, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, B, all right, Wonder Woman, B. I'm like, well, everything's a B. Are these Cs? Yeah. You know? like yeah, It's hard. <laughs> because, we have a lot of options here. Because, but when and when I do think about... An average movie, mm-hmm. I get it. I get that Suicide Squad is a C minus D plus <laughs> movie, you know. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. it's almost like a C is a bad movie. Sure, you know what I'm saying. Sure, you don't. So, you, you don't want a C on your exam. You don't want no. a C on your. No. Nobody wants your movie to come out and you go. It's a C. It's average. Right. Yeah. No. No. That ain't it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I definitely don't think. That Batman v Superman. What do you? What is Batman v Superman for you? That's a D for me. No. Yeah. It's a below average movie. Yeah, I did not like that at all. No, not uh, at all. It's you, below you got, average. You got characters movie? that were never introduced, coming out of the time warp zone. Uh, so Batman v Superman, Lois. who and, are you, And man? Suicide Squad are on the same level. I mean, they were both trash. That's wow. That's my stance. They weren't apocalypse trash. You know, that's that's a whole nother what's, thing. What's what's co- apocalypse? What's apocalypse? That's an F. That was a bad movie. That was a very bad movie. So Batman v Superman is just better than Apocalypse. Yeah. Well, I think uh, you're doing a lot of emotion. See, right see now. look, <laughs> you're doing a lot right now. <laughs> you, you you trying to you you're giving me too much space. I have too many letters. I got to think about. I got to think about what my C is and if that was a good movie or not, or if it's a bad movie. Either way, David. Thank you for giving us some examples. Curious to know. This is the real one, and I need a response on Twitter. What do you think of Jupiter Ascending, though? Nobody. All right. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not something that we really spend, need to spend a lot of time on. Jupiter Ascending is an know. F. Oh. It is a terrible movie. But is it also But is it also an A? No. They would just ask yourself that. I, I have asked myself that just now. Look in your and heart. before I even got... The question out in my brain, the <laughs> other side of my brain was screaming back to me, now you know good and well, this is not no A. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, fair enough. I tried. I tried. So that's that. Thank All right. You. On Thank to you. our last one. Love it. Here goes our last voicemail from another friend of the Junto. Here we go. Hey, this is Man Thing. Um, thanks to the horrible curse Earl Stein put on me, I can talk now, so I figured I should call in. I met Adam last year at New York Comic Con while in full Man-Thing regalia. That was the first time I'd ever met someone in person who loved Man-Thing as much as me, maybe more. I don't have a Man-Thing tattoo, but 
My friends did just tell me a birthday party where they made me a man thing cake and man thing art, and we played pin to bat Arlstein characterization on the man thing. So maybe it's equal. Um, but yeah, it was insanely cool during uh, New York Comic Con to just round a corner in Artist Alley and encounter this dude wearing a Wu Tang Moon Man Thing shirt, which was about the last thing I expected. Um, I'm glad we met because besides meeting, uh, as you say, a fan thing in person for once, it was good uh, to learn about this podcast, which has been one of my favorites to listen to whenever I'm driving to visit my friends. Um, but I do have a question. I feel like you probably have touched on it before, but I just need some guiding light in this plague of darkness that Arlstein has inflicted on me. So what would be your ideal team for a Man-Thing book, uh, writer, artist, and colorist? Um, I'm actually really curious to hear both your answers, even if I'm going to guess Adam's opinions on the matter are a lot stronger. Um, it's time to return to my swamp. Um, and hopefully I'll see you guys at New York Comic Con, since I have tickets for this year also. Bye. You hear that, Octavius? I hear that. That's my heart beating out of my chest. <laughs> it's like a cartoon. Who knew that a Wu-Tang Man Thing shirt <laughs> would turn into this? <laughs> Look, I'm just going to let you, I'm going to say a couple words, and I'm going to let you take it from here. One. We will be at Comic Con, New York Comic Con. Yes. This year. Yes. Two, I'm not even going to try to talk about who I'd want to write, illustrate, and color <laughs> a man thing book. <laughs> Three, I'm not even going to try to talk about how you should work through um, your emotions. I just know that you should just, you know, let it happen to you, mm. experience those feelings, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and like you've done, reach out to someone. Who can support you? Mm -hmm. Get a support system. So That's at this right. point, I'm just gonna back off, and I'm gonna hand it over to you know Adam, Wu Tang Man Thing fan, Tetris. <laughs> I I there's so many things to say. There's so so many ways to respond to this. And the first one I want to call out: this was my first Comic Con, the first time I had ever gone to Comic Con, and that feeling that you experience of finding your tribe, of seeing your people, I didn't think I would experience that. Because mm -hmm. I thought, you know, go to Comic-Con, it's going to be a lot of people. I don't cosplay. I'm, I'm just not creative enough. I, I, I don't give myself enough time. I'm not necessarily, necessarily a collector, so I, I don't know who I'm going to vibe with when I go there. And to walk through Artist Alley and see someone covered head to toe in moss... And ferns and, and grassy stuff and the big red eyes. And immediately I thought, oh, this is what it's for. Mm -hmm. This is what we're here for. There it is. To find each other. And that made my life. That, that was incredible. I was riding so Didn't make so your day. It didn't high. make it kind of made your life. No. That made, look, Man-Thing fans are few and far between. And there's a caveat on that, too. The Man-Thing fans that I have found, Octavius, I don't know if you're going to believe this, but they're weird people, okay? Get out. We're strange folk. No way. So it's just an incredible bonding experience to meet someone who is into what you're into, and you can just nerd out on that. You don't need to worry about anybody else you know, falling asleep or ignoring you. That, that was very special. Um, I, I love, love, love that you sent us a call. I do not love that this is because of the curse of the Stein. I'm sorry that you got Steined. All of us, we got Steined. I got a lot of people hit me up. I got Steined. You got Steined. I got people hit me up on Twitter saying, how could you do this to us? Why would you tell us about Man-Thing? And this is the comic that comes out. Wow. What am I supposed to do? And I feel an incredible pressure to, to explain away why this is, it's going to pass. This too shall pass. And I had this epiphany, and maybe you can have this with me. I love Man-Thing for a number of reasons. I love Man-Thing because he's a weird-looking creature. I love him because he is very understated and underestimated in the Marvel Universe. I love him because I love the talent behind him in the 70s. I love Steve Gerber. I love Val, Val Merrick and Mike Plug. I love all of these characters or uh, uh, people who are associated with Man-Thing. But you know what I really love, Octavius? Tell me what that is. The meta story around this character. Mm -hmm. No one knows what to do with it. 
And that's part of what I love. Okay. There's a narrative behind why he was created. Oh, the comic code gets lifted. We can make horror comics now. Okay, but now what? And even uh, uh, Swamp Thing being derivative of Man-Thing is something I'll talk about all the time. But Man-Thing was derivative of another character, the Heap. And the Heap was derivative of uh, a character from a story called It. And there's this whole meta-narrative that I love. Yo, deeper than a a swamp in Citrusville, man. Okay. And I realize that that means even when people get it wrong, even when R.L. Stein gets it wrong and Marvel gets it wrong, even when Man-Thing is palling around with the Howling Commandos, which I got to be honest with you, not my favorite take either. I think it's kind of boring, sterile. Even when they get it wrong, that's part of what I love. No one knows what to do with this thing. And for some reason, I love following along with that. It's fascinating to think about, man, who would do it right? Why can't they wrap their mind around it? Why mm-hmm. can't they work with this? So, look, Stein's run is terrible. Okay, we've got that clarified. Bad, not just as a fan thing right now. I'm coming to you as a man thing right now. Oh, okay. It is bad comics. Mm. It is very bad comics. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone who is passingly interested in comics. Not a good place to start Not with a comics. good place to start with comic books. Yeah. Not a good place to start with reading. Just not good, <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah, say really, cheese, really, and I'm dead. You're really going for it. I am. So it, it, that's a bummer in and of itself. And no one should put out trash, and no one should have to buy trash. But there's this narrative behind this character that I'm, I'm fascinated by, this hot potato nature. No one knows what to do with this thing. And there's something weird to me where I like to – I want to solve that. What is the puzzle playing here? Why doesn't anyone know? Why did this character do well in the 70s for a small group of people and just flounder in the 80s and the 90s and the early aughts? What happened? And there's something interesting to me. Like there's this mystery ready to be unraveled. And maybe I'm the only fan thing in the world who thinks it that way, but it gets me by. Mm -hmm. It makes it so I don't focus on my my disappointment with Stein because I'm thinking about what I really love, which is all the the behind-the-scenes narrative so right? my question is this yeah if you had your way if you had your druthers as grandpa used to say yes sir what would you do if you could like i said earlier dr strange hand gesture that's right use that slang rang uh-huh yeah and make the ultimate man thing book for the ultimate fan thing mm-hmm. and for all other fans of things such as this sure so that they too can become Ultimate man thing fan things. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Giant size, even. Giant size fan things. What would you do? Uh, well, one, the writer that I want is me. Okay. All right. Like, the, I, I am the one. Mm-hmm. I'm Neo. Okay. And I just got to have to be, I got to serve you my truth. Okay. I'm Neo. Give me the second version. The second version, someone that listeners might know, might be aware of, but the, someone whose work that they can reference. Because truly, I don't know that there are many people who have read the, the Dark Matter sequential and can be able to reference your work. Of course, of course. So who, who out there could they reference and go, oh, okay, I know this person. Or I can look into, or I got Marvel Unlimited, or I've, you know, I have a comic book store near me. I can go find this person's stuff and see what Adam's talking about. Who would you? I want Jeff Lemire. Okay. L-E-M-I-R-E. Because? Jeff Lemire is currently writing the Thanos books. He was writing... He is, I think, still writing Old Man Logan. Mm. He did Descender. Oh, he's writing Old Man Logan? Mm-hmm. Old Man Logan is heavy. And uh, the book that I talk often about that I really love is Black Hammer. And I love, love, love what he does with Black Hammer. Uh, Jeff Lemire is a great storyteller. He's a, got weird stories. He did uh, Frankenstein, Agent of, Agent of Shade, and Animal Man do sweet tooth? for uh, uh, DC. In fact, I believe for some time he ran Swamp Thing. Hmm. Uh, and he was doing stuff with Scott Snyder when they hmm. were doing Swamp Thing. So, he, look, it's not far away. Mm-hmm. He's, he's gotten close. He hasn't hit in the gold. He hasn't, he hasn't done the right one. Mm-hmm. But he did Swamp Thing. I think Jeff Lemire would be an amazing, amazing writer for these stories. I think he is capable of doing the pulpy, cool, weird storytelling. Now, the artist, I'm up in the air for a bunch of different artists. I, there are a lot of different artists that I really love, and it kind of depends on where you catch me. But I'd love to see Francesco Francavia mm. do a take on Man Thing, because I think it gives it that brooding, horror sort of vibe that I would like to see Man Thing return to. At least for a little bit, 
Because right now, man thing is always the punchline to a joke. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always goofs. And, you know, you know, that's cool, but everything in moderation, and this one is just a little too much. So I'd like to see Frank Avia. Are you familiar with his work? I am. Yeah, so he did, uh, what, The Black Beetle. Um, he did some issues of Fear Agent that I really liked. He did, man, what else has he done recently? I think he's doing The Spirit right now. As I'm sitting here listening to you, I've got a couple takes. Yeah, what you got? Tom King on Man Thing. Of course. Scott Snyder on Man Thing. I, I could see, I Scott would want a Snyder, Scott Snyder, but like all-star Batman take. Well, the thing about Scott Snyder is he does creepy horror. Yes. He's done American Vampire, right? Witches. You know, he's done mm-hmm. Witches. So mm-hmm. he's, I could see him giving us the, like the way I hear you talk about it, because I can't say that I'm deep into it. Sure. But, I mean, look at what Tom King has done with Division. No, oh, absolutely. Who's around talking about Division? Absolutely. Before Tom King. Yeah. You know, yeah. some people, but not me. Right. And as far as illustrator... Sean Murphy. Oh, Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy would be great. Sean Murphy would be great because he has that kind of sketchy yes. style and he yes. gets the moss down yes. right. Yes. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. And Sean Murphy can do weird stuff like when he did The Wake, yep. which was incredible. With those, with those beginnish monsters. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Sean Murphy would be amazing. Yeah. So uh, Tom King would be great. And uh, also Sean, uh, Scott Snyder has done Swamp Thing. That's right. Yeah. You know? Now I wonder if they could jump ship and go over to another... They're on Swamp DC. creature. They locked down on DC. Yeah, I guess it couldn't happen. But, you know. Well, I mean, Sean Murphy's not. But I know Sean Murphy and Scott Snyder are about to do a special Batman miniseries type mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. Look, this voicemail gives me life. And it's because somewhere out in the ether, across state lines, in a different world, someone cares about the stuff that I care about. Like a multiverse? And yeah, on Earth 2, I don't know where you were at, if you're in like Florida, Florida Marvel universes, or Florida. Right. Um, but that's, that's what Comic Book Junto is for. It's for finding each other. It's for connecting with each other. It's finding the things that you might not have anybody else to talk to about. That's us. That's what we're here for. And the fact that I have anybody to talk to about Man-Thing... Man, forget about it. They made her a cake. Mm-hmm. She got a man thing cake. She mm-hmm. has a Tumblr. Let me just shout out your Tumblr. It is man-thing.tumblr.com. She got the one. Wow. She got the one. Says whatever knows fear at the top. And mm. yes. Update your Tumblr more often because I love it. Okay? Help me out. There we go. So Woo! that is our first Ask CBJ. My heart's going a mile a minute episode that's right we thank everyone who sent us emails thank everyone who sent us voicemails we thank everyone who tweeted at us um and used the hashtag ask or just shout a tweet directly at us we apologize for those of you who we haven't gotten to mm-hmm. but this is an example of what can happen if you reach out to us so please take advantage of this and talk to us we can talk back to you and we'd like to do more of these ask cbj episodes so we can spend a good chunk of time just talking back to Friends of the Junto. That's right. So, hit us up at Octavius A. Newman on Twitter, at Adam Tedris on Twitter, at Comic Book Junto on Twitter. Use the hashtag AskCBJ to ask your questions so we can find them. Also, send us an email, comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. Mm-hmm. Send us a voicemail. Leave us a voicemail, 215-948-2742. And unless you say you don't want it to be on the show, it's fair game. Mm-hmm. And that's that. From now on, I'm only answering questions about either Man Thing or Mumble, true. or Mumble Rap. That is not true. Do you think Man Thing Mumble Raps? You tell me. Yeah, Ask R.L. Stein. I gotta find out. I'm not really sure. I do think it's a kind of a corny punchline joke yeah. that, and now little Yachty finds himself <laughs> in the swamp. <laughs> hey, how y'all doing? This is little Yachty. I don't know what's going on, but there's a big swamp monster. Good Pick thing up. I got this little boat to little, get through the swamp with. Little boat. <laughs> I just want a very special breed and, and man thing. <laughs> Whatever. And knows man Yachty. thing lets out a terrifying roar. Go like Minnesota. <laughs> Go like Minnesota. Does he? Ha- if he had a mouth, he would scream. But all he could do is slosh around mm-hmm. after the little boat. As it gets further and further out of sight, singing, peekaboo, peekaboo, peekaboo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Beautiful. Beautiful. I could write it. Yeah, you I could, just wrote you, it. You did it. It's done. 
<laughs> you did the damn thing. If he had a mouth, would he scream? <laughs> of course he would. <laughs> <laughs> and he would say, yo, what's wrong with hip hop? Oh, now, Lil Yachty's got his, Lil Yachty's got his place in hip hop. So is Playboy Cardi. So, so does Migos. So does mm-hmm. Lil mm-hmm. Uzi Vert. So does, <laughs> you know, Lil Pump and what, I mean. I don't know Lil Pump. I have Lil no, Pump is know. an actual artist. Okay. So is XXXTentacion. And, yeah, I don't I, know. I mean, they, look, they all have their place sure. in hip hop because, sure. you know, everything's not for everybody, but some things are for somebody. Sure. I say what you will about uh, Teenage Emotions, Lil Yachty's album, but that album cover is amazing. That I, I really like. That album, album cover is is something, but what's on the the, the contents inside is another conversation altogether. So <laughs> let us know what you thought of our Ask CBJ episode. We're really looking forward Harley, to hearing Harley, back from Harley, you. Harley, Harley, oh, Harley. Gosh, stop! It. <laughs> He's just saying the same word. You Harley, just, Harley, 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 <laughs> Harley, Harley. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get off of this podcast. Let's leave. All right, that's it. Thank you for listening. Let us know what you thought. Send us your questions. Ask CBJ, Campo Junto at barefruit.com, at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedderis, 215-948-2742. And we'll talk to you next time. We love y'all. Until next time, peace. (laughs)